0: The Crafty Crew is your weekly craft beer review. Join myself, Kinger, Nally, Mark and Walchie as we try some new and some favourite beers. With a little bit of banter along the way. Starts Friday January 15th with new episodes every Friday. Hi everybody and welcome back to the Crafty Crew podcast. I can't believe I'm saying this, it's episode 6... And I can't believe I'm saying this either. It's non-alcoholic beers. How are we feeling about that, lads?
1: Well, just to start off, I'd I'd like to say, well, uh, Mark is here with
2: us as well. I'm here too, guys. Sorry, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, she's there. (laughs) Yeah. You can't get rid of me.
1: No, no, that stays in, Kinger. That stays in, you've messed up and you've got caught. As much as we try. (laughs) I'm glad it happened on the
0: non-alcoholic. Maybe it's a good thing that it's... The non-alcoholic. One. Well, now that I've thoroughly messed up the intro, Nally, tell us uh, some facts about non-alcoholic beers. Yeah,
1: so non-alcoholic beers, uh, they're, they're made much the same the whole way through the process as regular beers. Um, obviously, one or two little things that are different. However, the brewing process right up to near the end is generally the same. So after that, then there's two ways two to three ways that people use to get the alcohol out of the beer. So everything's brewed the same. And the reason it's brewed the same back in the day was uh, beer was more, was healthier option than water because water was contaminated with everything. Whereas if you brew the beer, you know, it's got hops and stuff in there. It's more medicinal. It's less likely to be, you know, contaminated with different bacteria and stuff like that. So getting low alcohol versions of this was a good thing because then people could could drink something that was still kind of, you know, Less likely to give them an infection or a disease, and they were still able to work because it was a low alcohol. So anyway, the way to get through it is you you complete the brewing process up to where you're kind of finishing off the beer, and one of, one of the ways you can do it is uh, you can you can uh, so alcohol has a lower boiling point than water, and you know what, uh, beer is mainly water, so alcohol has a lower boi- boiling point, and what what can happen is if you Raise the temperature of your beer up to about eighty degrees. The alcohol will start to evaporate off quicker, boil off quicker than the the water. So because the alcohol is leaving the beer, you're bringing down the ABV. You're bringing down the alcohol uh, concentration in the beer, and it's just getting lighter. <laughs> Another way is uh, reverse osmosis, which is a big long process, and there's filters and things and gremlins or something. I don't know, but uh, they 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 run away with the beer, and the alcohol from it. It's great. Um, and then the other way is it's similar to the boiling off process. You lower the pressure in the beer, and by lower pressure, and um, the alcohol boils off quicker than the water, and that lowers the alcohol content of it. It's actually a really, really difficult style to get right because you can make a really good beer, and you can absolutely, if you're trying to get a low-alcohol beer, you can absolutely ruin it by boiling off. Uh, if you get the temperature too high, when you're trying to evaporate off the alcohol, You can boil the wort again and you can get all these off flavors and all these burnt flavors and stuff like that. So it's actually a really hard style to get right, so it is.
2: So just a a quick thing, Natalie, just on when you said back in the day they used to drink beer instead of water. (coughs) So what your history teacher might have told you in school would have been something like, oh, in the Middle Ages they gave beer to children. And while yes, that is true, it was basically non-alcoholic beer, like what we have today. So, as Nally said, they would have used the the brewing process to generate beer, but they would have taken a portion of it, turned
3: it into non alcoholic beer, and used that as their day to day drink.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it, Mark. Yeah.
3: So, I know this is non alcoholic, but I start on it's just a difference between non alcoholics and low alcohol beers. So, low alcohol beers have an alcoholic strength by volume of between 0.5 and 1.2%, whereas alcohol free beers are those with an. uh, Average of a point zero five or less. Non-alcoholic drinks mean no alcohol at all. So I
2: guess when we think of like no alcohol beer and the beers that we try, they are actually kind of low alcohol beers because it takes too much effort and time and money to drive a beer down to zero point zero five percent ABV. And you'll find most of them are around zero point five percent ABV, which is what the ones we're trying today are like. The reason behind this is it comes to a point where there's no point in lowering the alcohol. So your standard kind of 0.5% non-alcoholic beer, like your Bex maybe is a big famous one that people know, or the ones we're trying today, your body can process that in about 12 minutes. Okay, so the alcohol, from the time you drink that alcohol, about 10% of it gets absorbed by your mouth, your throat. Some of it goes into your lungs. 90% of it hits your stomach, goes pretty much straight into your bloodstream through your intestine. And it all hits your liver. Your liver can deal with that in about 12 minutes. Which by the time you drink another beer. It's pretty much gone. The process of, of liquid getting from your mouth to your liver. Is about 12 minutes. So that's why we don't get drunk from non-alcoholic beer. Or low alcoholic beer. Um, they've even done studies. Where they've given people like 10-12 And told them drink as fast as you can. And even at the end of that time. They're still below the drink driving limit of Whatever countries
0: they're in. Well, after after Natalie and Mark, I feel uh, uh, like I was just in a big science class. There, there's a lot of big words that I I'm not going to pretend to understand.
1: Was it the gremlins of reverse osmosis that got you, King? Or was it?
0: That was yeah, 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 exactly that. Um, I should also mention because I messed up the intro and got thrown inside of the episode, uh, I never mentioned the kind of well-known non-alcoholic option. And I think it's fair to say that every brand of every beer brand in the world has a non-alcoholic option at at this stage so like take your pick there's zero zero options and there's all sorts of options so
1: yeah i think that's uh that's the thing that's kind of happening now it's a new trend that's happening and going uh more mainstream as well i think i was reading something the other day they reckon that the uh the non-alcoholic or low alcoholic beer market is just going to increase and possibly be up to maybe 25 30 percent by the year 2025 or something like that which is a ridiculous amount so it's
0: it's crazy, but I think everyone is so health conscious these days and looking after themselves and working out and stuff. So,
2: I, I guess a lot of it boils down to when you get older, you want to be in better shape and stuff. But for me, when I get older, I want to be the main man sitting on the bar stool in the pub. I don't want to be some guy who was fit in his twenties and you know can run a hundred kilometers or some shit when he was thirty-five. I want to be the guy that when you walk in and you look at all them pint men, there's the pint man, and I want to be that guy.
3: That's my goal <laughs> in
2: life.
1: <laughs> Going
3: off that, uh, Mark, I would like to be that man that can have the 45 pints and a packet of the Crips. I'm sure, then you go at it again. And there'll be no Not man shopping power.
0: me. <laughs> what an episode to mention the man himself <laughs> <the non-alcoholic laughs> am alcoholic episode. man, is, isn't it? Um, doing a bit of research into non-alcoholic beers, I discovered that they're actually quite good for post-exercise recovery. Um, you guys might know better the sodium in them um benefits recovery from exercise um, and the fluids and carbohydrates um can also help your body um to recuperate after serious or strenuous exercise which i'm not going to be um falling victim to anytime soon to be fair if we needed sodium and fluids would you not just drink salt water like that stage
2: who wants to do that Who wants to drink non-alcoholic beers
3: also exercise not something i'm overly familiar with these days
2: and uh for anyone who remembers
1: from episode two the sours episode check it out if you haven't listened to it kinger is the most sour man in the world after he's exercised <laughs> oh
0: yeah <laughs> that is true that is true that is true i have to say i'm surprised to find out that non-alcoholic beers actually start with alcohol in them i that's blown my mind i just assumed they were made without alcohol totally
1: yeah i suppose to be classified as a beer they have to go through the brewing process like So they'd have to have all the ingredients, including the yeast and hops and everything like that. So, I mean, if you don't have them in there, it wouldn't be classified as a beer. It would just be some kind of hoppy tea or some madness. Yeah, for licensing purposes,
2: (laughs) you'd probably have to call it some sort of non-alcoholic beer-like drink.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, look, let's get into it. Mark, I think you picked these ones first this week, right?
2: Yeah, I drew the very, 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 very short straw and had to pick some non-alcoholic beers so i think we'll start off today with the dundalk bay breweries brewmaster range we're going to try their premium isotonic non-alcoholic ipa isotonic there is a word i have only ever seen written before on a bottle of Powerade.
0: well that that has surprised me I have that to say. that pours on the aroma that pours away. like
2: a beer though like it's got a good head on it it's really got its ipa kind of aroma and pour right doesn't it, it you know you yeah. wouldn't know straight away yeah and it holds the head well as well it's not a
0: it really yeah, does
1: it's it's kind of golden in color as well it's not quite you know like that like light straw yellow that you see in some IBAs. it's a little darker it's a bit more golden in color
2: kind of looks a little bit like a larga alley, would you say with the carbonation uh yeah i'd say so
1: a little bit like one Um uh, as as to Port it's uh
3: looks uh fizzy yeah one of my classic terms.
2: So, uh, just bouncing on the mouthfeel there, it's got quite a nice crisp taste to it. You know, almost more crisp than your normal IPAs, and I would say that's probably due to the lack of the alcohol content. But it's quite a refreshing beer, I have to say. That's not bad. That is
0: quite tasty, I have to say.
2: Yeah, I, I, that's definitely better than expected, to be
1: fair. It's kind of a. Um kind of caramelly or sweet at the end though you know after you've after you've had a mouthful that bit at the back it kind of bites you it's a bit of caramel toffee or something it's
0: not there's a weird sweetness
2: yeah it's a nice sweetness though you have to say like it it really complements the beer and it's got a nice i know i know what i say it's crisp and smooth with the carbonation but it's um it's got a nice even palate to it like it's it's not all over the place. It's not like sharp at the front and and light at the back. It's just nice and even. <clears throat> while she's been very yeah. quiet about this non-alcoholic discovery, I, I, I want to know what he thinks about it because he's sitting there. For any of our listeners, we do this over video chat. But while she's sitting there, and he's got a big
3: main face on him, I don't know what to think of it. <laughs> I don't think there's a lot to it. Like I didn't know what to expect. I've I've tried a few non-alcoholics just to say I've tried them. Uh, like Erdinger, Heineken Zero, that kind of stuff. But it's, I don't, I don't I wouldn't even know how to really rate it. I'd say
1: just from personal experience and stuff, I know the ones you've mentioned there, like the Heineken and Erdinger and stuff, I find them awful sweet. You know, like the kind of more, more mass-produced ones, I find they tend to just make them very sweet to kind of mask something. I don't think this is overly sweet. I know I was saying that I was getting caramel there at, near the end, but it wasn't sickly. You know, it's not, it's not like you're, you're after getting something handed to you where it's syrupy or anything like that. It's just, it's just nice at the end.
2: I agree with you, Nally. Those kind of more mainstream uh, non-alcoholic beers, they try and almost go for a soft drink kind of taste while they're going for the beer look. So it's like you're standing in a bar holding a beer, but drinking a Coke or something. And they get lost in between the two of them. But this has its own nice natural sweetness without being, as you said, too sweet um and it's still got that beery look cuz you know it was a beer at one point
1: yeah and it it poured like a beer it kept its head you know i find that some of those other ones uh when you pour it it's just all foam at the top you you don't get you don't get a nice pint out of it you, it it would take too long to get a decent pint out of it letting the head settle and everything i think it's done a really good job in it to be fair um i'm actually pleasantly surprised because the only ones i've had i've not really had any craft non-alcoholic beers before I've had a couple of you know session IPAs that are low ABVs, but I've never had any non-alcoholic, so I'm I'm pleasantly surprised by it. To be fair, it's it's it tastes like beer, which is the main thing. It's you know it's not overly sweet, it's a little sweet but not sickly, and um, and there's a little bit of hop flavor in there as well. I think I'm I think they've done a really good job on that. To be fair, for what for what it is like, yeah,
3: something Mark said there actually I actually kind of liked, and I actually agree with it. it kind of has made me no way kind of figure out where i was cuz i was very confused you were like oh it's beer but because of the uh, roughly it was like because of it it's actually more in the lines of like a soda which kind of makes it um you nearly understand it more if that makes sense you're like okay i get what it is now
2: i'm 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 sitting here like completely bamboozled by what you've just said welch so i don't know like I, I
3: am beer. a little bit as well <laughs> <laughs> but that wouldn't be the first time either
0: Walshie well, just I I just wanted to pull you up just not pull you up on something but I would challenge you to in the middle of a night out have someone hand you a glass of this and you tell them it's non-alcoholic
3: yeah that's what I was thinking
0: like do you think you could
3: if I if I like after we're out and I gave them one of these and told them it was non-alcoholic and if but that person was to be able to tell me the difference between the two. No, no. If 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 we were no, all on no, the no, night sorry.
0: out, I, you you were saying earlier that there was something about this that you weren't, you just weren't mad about. And it no, just it was might some, be a personal taste, more something
3: more. Like, something I wasn't sure on. Like I was nearly confused by it. Okay.
0: Out of interest, I was just wondering, like, was it a preconceived thing in your head that you knew it was non-alcoholic? So I'm just wondering if if you were tasting this as if you thought it was alcoholic, would it would that make a difference to you? But do you
3: know what? Maybe. Maybe it is. Maybe knowing that it's a very low-alcohol thing, I kind of automatically have that set in my head that it's not what it should be, but that's why I was kind of going off well, what Mark, Mark said. And it's like, oh, okay, I, I get it now.
0: Yeah. I I think it's easy to get wrapped up in that, like to know that you're going out for a night out with your mates and you're the one driving, so you're going to stick on a non-alcoholic version for for the night. You're probably already a bit bowled about it, like, do you know?
1: Yeah. I, I think uh, this is one time where mark's process might actually be the best way to judge these beers um because we're not overly familiar with the style so i don't think we've much to compare them to and the you know the popular ones that we have had we all kind of agree are a bit over the top sickly sweet kind of job so mark good job your your process is you know it's
2: paid dividends beer goes in beer goes out that's what crafty crew brewing process is all about (laughs)
3: Oh, we're going to get you a jingle um, at some stage and you're not going to come up with it <laughs>
1: the process the process
0: as always on the Crafty Crew podcast we have um, a very scientific rating system for all of our beers it starts out at unbearable booze or in this case not, not enough, enough booze. booze
1: not enough booze
0: <laughs> uh, beer brutiful an unbeer leavable Jeff now, maybe it's unfair to say that a non-alcoholic beer is never going to get to an unbearable Jeff rating, but I think this is right up there on a Bru. I think it's fantastic
1: like that's that's done its job really well that's that I think like 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 you were saying, Kinger, if you're on a night out, you know with the other non-alcoholic options that were out there, I would not be happy to be the designated driver. I just like to taste the beer too much, and those other ones don't taste like beer to me. This does it's done a really good job, in my opinion. Mm. I think that's a really nice, uh, really nice non alcoholic. So I'll jump in straight away. To me, that's beautiful. I'm, I'm with you. I'm not giving it an unbeer leavable. I can't, in good conscience, have our first unbeer leavable beer be non alcoholic. <laughs> but, but it is a beautiful, like.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll go yeah. next, and I think yeah, you're you're fair enough, beautiful. I think it's it's the lower side of beautiful. It's not up there with those delicious, like super refreshing super satisfying beers but yeah Fair. 100% Dundalk Bay Brewery have done an excellent job with this beer I don't know what de-alcohol de-alcoholing process they use of all the ones Nally described reverse reverse yeah, so, osmosis by gremlins exactly by gremlins so sh- shout out to the reverse osmosis gremlins Nally mentioned so the gremlins in Dundalk must be really good at removing the the alcohol but leaving the taste because this is a delicious beer
3: yeah um I think even like you were saying is like if if you say you went to the bar, and ordered a pint of this, and I was sitting, it's like oh here, Walsh, I got you this one. Try it. It's it, it it genuinely tastes like beer. There's no way of me genuinely knowing that that's a non-alcoholic beer unless I see it on the can, or I've seen it on the tap. I I wouldn't know. So I mean, yeah, I'd be I'd be kind of like Mark. I mean, beautiful, yeah. But I would be like, just beer, but closer to the Brutiful side do you know that kind of that side of it but I wouldn't go any I wouldn't go further than Brutiful I would, wouldn't
1: no I I think uh, I think I'd agree with you Walter. yeah definitely like I said already Bruteful, I mean you know slightly on the underside of Bruteful, but a really fantastic job and you know it's the Crafty Crew podcast so we like to deal in absolutes so there's none of this point something rating system none of that have none of that so uh
0: Yeah, 100%. It
1: goes up to Brutiful, I reckon. Nally's
0: Nally's holding firm on the rating system. Months. Months, Kinger. Uh, Okay then, so Dundalk Bay Brewery's non-alcoholic IPA. It's getting a Brutiful. It's the best thing to come out of Dundalk since Steve Staunton. (laughs) I'm I'm the gaffer. (laughs) One final thing, just reading the can. Uh, This isotonic IPA is refreshing and energising with only 11 calories and 100% vegan friendly. That's pretty cool. I think, like, for someone, if, if someone is, like, really kind of watching themselves going to the gym and working out and trying to stay fit, like, it's 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 definitely, a, a like, a pretty believable option for a yeah, beer. Yeah, definitely. And
2: if I was going through, like, one of those, you know, healthy months or whatever, instead of beer, I'd have this stuff. Maybe I'd throw in a couple of fifths of vodka into each pint just to get the alcohol
3: there. <laughs> but I would definitely drink this for the taste. <laughs> so King let me get this right if I ever decided to go to the gym <laughs> are you telling me I could bring a can of this with me instead of like a protein shake if it's only 11 calories I
2: mean well she'd be prepared to ask answer a lot of questions just,
0: I mean I just want to know where I stand you know I'm, I mean I'm far from a gym expert but I wouldn't be having it with you I'd have it after the gym oh
3: ok ok just so I know yeah. when I do start going to the gym I know
1: where to go ok <laughs> I mean, I've seen people coming in with all kinds of messed up stuff into the gym. I reckon it might be, it <laughs> might be the best option. And Mark, just on your point of,
0: it could be a good just option, on throwing
1: yeah, your yeah. Point, uh, just on your point of throwing the volcano to it, Mark. I reckon. I mean, if you're trying to keep the calories down, eleven calories from a can of beer and vodka is virtually none as well. It's a great. I think that's a great idea for a cocktail party. <laughs> a <great>
2: <laughs> I think what we need to do is give up this beer podcast shit and start getting the health market. <laughs> <laughs>
0: patent pending health beers health
1: beers yeah can only go well
0: so that is a Crafty Crew podcast rating of Brutiful for Dundalk Bay Brewery's non-alcoholic IPA which I think has surprised everyone to start this episode off lads if you were a beer what style of beer would you be and what would you be called
2: can I just ask just before we start answering this you don't mean like if we could pick what beer we could be You
0: you mean we need to no 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 based on based on your personality come up with a style that would suit you as a person and what would you be called
3: okay just off the top of my head working in retail and working since day one of this lockdown i think right now i would be a sour <laughs> <laughs> and i mean i'm talking and I, i'm talking like yellow belly castaway kind of sour what because that's, it's, that's 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 where i am at now and uh, I hadn't a clue there for a minute. I was like, what kind of question is this? And I was like, yeah, no, that's that's how I feel right now.
2: A sour beer. I know where I'm going with this. Um, I have two cousins who specifically call me this uh, in any sort of social situation. So I'm going to be a triple IPA called Tough Work. <laughs> I'm going to be something that's so alcoholic, it's going to take you a lot of effort to get through. Shout out to the two of them listening. But there you go. <laughs> national airwaves you've called me tough work
3: mark i have never met you in person and i've never heard a truer fact about you in all my life <laughs> uh
1: i suppose uh a red ipa just because i'm ginger so i can't be a normal ipa um <laughs> that's fair and then an ipa because you know it's grand it's nothing nothing over the top not, not not too terrible, but not great either. Just grand. i go with that. Yeah, middle of the road. Fair enough.
3: Nanny, I was going to say, I mean, yeah, you kind of hit off the ginger part. But I was just going to say you'd be a ginger beer. Boo. If you want to be more on the nose. <laughs> I would also like to boo all she at this time. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in, in comparison to some of the jokes you've come out with lately. I mean, that's top of the line that is.
1: What about yourself, Kinger? Where have you fallen on this?
0: Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I'd probably be some kind of a stout. Um, nothing super flavourful, just a down the down the middle of the road stout. Probably something called, like, you know, having a low ABV and, and, and call of like, big old softy or something. <laughs> I, really. I like that. That's good. It's
1: <laughs> not
2: is that, is that what your wife calls you, Kinger, is it? <laughs> Wow. <laughs>
3: Could you imagine going into the pub and ordering that? It's like, can I get an old softie there, please? Like, A, big softie. Big softie. A big old softie. old A big old
0: softie. Okay, beer number two for our non-alcoholic episode. Mark, where are you bringing us this time? So,
2: Kinger, we are going into
0: the weird and wonderful world
2: of Lervik. Very good brewery if anyone has tried them before. So, it's no worries, pineapple, non-alcoholic beer. Again, it's an IPA, it's 0.5%. So I've got some big hopes for this because Lurvig are a very established craft brewery and I'm hoping it's nice. So let's go ahead and crack them open, lads.
3: Mark, as we are opening and pouring, do you want to give the details on the artwork on this can?
2: So we've spoken and had a couple of beers on previously from the Hopfley Brewery who have some really unusual, uh, unusual <laughs> art styles. This one, the top half of the can is decorated with what looks like uh, an old, bald, wrinkly Mr. Meeseeks coming out of a hole <laughs> with no worries tattooed That's on his what arms. It is. The bo- That's what the it is. That's
0: what it is. It's a wrinkly yeah. Mr. Meeseeks. Look at and me. The,
2: the bottom, <laughs> look at me, I've been hiding in this hole for 50 years. <laughs> um, and then the bottom half is just like an, a black and white outline of his legs on a ladder sketched. So bottom half, no colour. Top half, all the colour. So let's see if that uh, that beer holds up. Also, there's a pineapple planted in the ground with sunglasses on, which is, you know, that's totally cool.
3: That's how they grow. Do they have the bottom part in white, so people that are drinking non-alcoholic beer have something to do and they can colour in the bottom half? (laughs)
2: That's a that, that's a great observation, and that would make sense why there's all those colored markers and crayons in every bar ever. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's certainly juicy. So it is that that's that's not see through at all. I haven't that is uh, cloudy. I
0: haven't tasted it, or, or, but like you can like you don't need to taste this. The smell of this is unbelievable.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, if you don't like pineapple, you mightn't love the smell. You'll hate it because you can smell <laughs> the pineapple. It's strong. But it's, I think it's beautiful.
0: Also surprised for a non-alcoholic beer, this is probably the haziest drink we've had. I was going to
1: say, yeah, it's very cloudy, isn't it? There's no seeing through this bad boy at all.
0: That is thick.
2: Look <laughs> like at myself. this. <sighs> <laughs> thick with two C's, Valley. So looking at this thing, you know, the aroma is like incredibly strong pineapple. The taste, you know, that, the colour, as you said, is very, very hazy. It's the most haziest thing we've ever seen guys but the uh the mouthfeel of it it's super crisp there's like absolutely no residue left in your tongue after this it is gone straight away yeah
1: it's it, it does it dissipates really quick so it does you still get that kind of pineapple taste left after it's gone but it's it's not it's not it's not like it's cold in your mouth or anything it's gone pretty quickly
2: to throw back to something i said earlier where like you know those uh mainstream kind of zero alcohol beers try and look like a beer, but tastes like a, a soft drink. Well, this looks like a beer, definitely tastes like a soft drink, but they have got it right because based on this tasting, it still tastes very nice. You know, it's not in that middle ground of just shitness that a lot of the others are. This is actually quite delicious. And I don't know how you guys feel, so let me know.
0: Like, this is what I was expecting a tropical IPA to taste like.
3: Yes, yeah, yeah. I agree. Now, the only kind of counter argument to it, if you don't like pineapple, don't drink it because it's very strong. The smell, the taste, you get a lot of pineapple on it. If you're not a fan of pineapple, you know, no more than when we had Broken Dreams, I wasn't a fan of coffee, which put me off it altogether. If you don't like pineapple, this is going to put you off it altogether because it's very apparent in it.
2: Yeah, 100%. Well, you're dead right. and And Kinger as well. It is a it is an IPA and it's pineapple flavoured, so it is a tropical IPA. So I guess maybe we should have had this for the uh tropical IPA's podcast.
0: <laughs> Do you know what it smells and tastes like? Do you know when you go to maybe an aunt's house or a relative's house and there's they bring out the tea and a pineapple log? Gato, baby. Gato in the house. <laughs> Gato, yeah. It's it's the exact same flavour. Like I was nearly expecting a Lilt type taste of it, but it doesn't it doesn't it's not that carbonated that you could say it's like Lilt
2: no definitely not in terms of drinkability it's like eye-wateringly sweet though I think that's the one drawback I've had with it so far and um, I know Nally agrees with me when things are too sweet it can kind of get ruined so I'm interested to hear what he thinks about this one yeah
1: I'm, I'm torn on this one uh, it smells class um, I really like the looks of it it's a nice it's a strawy kind of colour it's really cloudy but it's a really nice kind of yellow straw colour it doesn't hold the head like a beer though like the head is gone almost instant like you know even even if you give it a swirl around the glass it doesn't last very long um not that that's a bad thing you know there's a lot of good beers that that happens but uh yeah i think it's that's a beaut now if you were having one can that's fine you know but i think no more than yourself mark i think the sweetness in this one gets me Whereas the previous one we had, the non-alcoholic, was just beer. It was a good solid, a little bit of bitterness. It was a little sweet, but it wasn't sickly. I think this one has gone a bit, it's really nice, but I think it's gone more towards that uh, that kind of soft drink side that you were talking about. It's kind of gone more towards that. Like with the tropical IPAs, we had the alcohol that was in it kind of cut through that fruit flavor to take them away from that soft drink kind of area. Whereas there's none in this, it doesn't have anything to cut through it. So it stays on that kind of a weird kind of balance between the malt and hops and then the sweetness of the pineapple for me. So it's grand, but I'm just not going to be drinking too many of them. I'd rather sit down and drink a heap of the first ones we had than sit down and drink this all night.
2: Yeah. And I think it's one of those beers that like it comes back on you that like the first few mouthfuls are absolutely delicious and you're getting this really refreshing pineapple taste there's no alcohol so there's no mouthfeel lingering in there it's just pure carbonation crispness but then the more you drink of it you start being like oh my god this shit's gonna give me a headache if i keep going you know
3: yeah i agree uh, like that pineapple not to say that it gets worse but after a while you do is like oh yeah it's still it's like if you ate a pineapple or any kind of fruit if you do it over and over again, it's just going to get too much. Whereas the the brewmaster we had, it was continuously... And you you, you would have been happy to be able to drink that for a bit, you know? Because it didn't have an
0: overpowering
3: taste in a, like the, this one has with the pineapple.
0: While the initial taste of pineapple kind of does dissipate very quickly, there is a weird aftertaste with this one, which I think is maybe an effort to keep the sweetness there as long as possible. But I don't think... I don't think it works. It's a, it's a, it's, it's not a great aftertaste. Like,
1: yeah, I, I think uh, this one doesn't seem to be getting as a, uh, as great reviews as the first one was getting. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I think it's, it's just, it's just a sweetness that comes, comes at the end of it. I'm not a big fan of it. You know, there's too much of it there. Nearly, it's still all right. You drink a can of it, but you're not gonna. That's not something. If you're a designated driver, that's not something I'm gonna be sitting in the pub drinking all night.
2: I feel like when Lervig were sensory testing this one, they just, uh, they focused on the first few mouthfuls. And this is a shout out to all breweries out there, okay? Even Diageo. If you want to properly taste test one of your beers, you need to get your trained sensory person to get like 12 cans of it into them. So beers have a lifetime of flavor, for me anyway. And it starts off with that first initial taste, and then it mellows out, and then you start getting the real notes of it. And I think the real notes of this may be too sweet. Maybe too much of a bitter aftertaste as well at the same time. It's, it it just has like all the ingredients there, but they don't seem to put them together right. It's just not working.
0: Uh, okay. I think we've all had our say uh, in terms of our uber scientific Crafty Crew podcast. Where are you putting this one?
2: Well, I'll throw my hat in the ring with this one and say it's just beer for me. Maybe a little bit below it, but I'm going to round it up to just beer. I think it's it's grand. It's something you'd have one of maybe two at a stretch. You're not going to hate it. You're not going to love it. Middle of the road. Just beer.
1: Uh, yeah, no, I'll go next. I think for me, in this case, it's a needs more booze. <laughs> no, not for me. No, no, it's too sweet near the end. It's 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 just not for me. You know, if you're really a really big fan of pineapple, you might enjoy it. But I like pineapple <laughs> and I'm still not a big fan of it. It's just too sickly near the end. Um. If, I, if I'm if i getting a non-alcoholic beer, I want to get it to taste like beer. If I want something super sweet that's non-alcoholic, I'll go out and buy a soft drink.
2: You know, I I just, for me, it's it's missing the mark to me.
0: No, solid point. Fair point. Kinger, what do you think? I think I agree with Nally. I think it's down there for a uh, needs more booze, which I don't mean it needs alcohol. I just, it's, that's, it's, it's a booze. It's just.
2: Ladies and gentlemen. It's dis- Ladies and gentlemen, when the most optimistic rater <clears throat> in Ireland thinks you're only a two out of five, go back to work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just maybe I'm just I'm not a fan of the. I like pineapple, like I have to say, but I think it's just too much. I think it's I, th- I think it's trying to do too much to mask the fact that it's a non-alcoholic beer, which for me is disappointing.
3: I I was kind of I remember Mark doing it like a couple of episodes ago and especially with the the green zebra at first he was like oh this is very nice and I was the same but getting a half three quarters of the way through this can like I'm like the pineapple it's just too much.
2: Can I just say Walshy? are you actually uh, are you actually doing the same thing that I did a few episodes ago that you absolutely berated me for? Calling me a flip flopper and a disgrace and all number of horrible things that didn't make the editor of the episode. Are you are you like No, you could have just done it, I wouldn't have realized, but you actually just mentioned me,
0: so No. Oh, hold on now. You actually Well he wasn't he wasn't sneaky about it to be fair. He he came out and said, I can't believe I'm doing this
2: <laughs> I believe I went from it smells like feet, it doesn't taste like feet to Ah it's okay.
3: no you said it was very nice at the beginning but uh, we're going on tangent here but i thought it was very nice the pineapple was tasty at the beginning but continuing on it just it kind of got a lot and it was just there's besides the pineapple there's just not a lot else to it and after a while that's just going to become too much of anything so i'd be with kinger and nally with the boo needs more booze.
2: Yeah, no, I'm not too annoyed at that, guys, because like I have a super sweet tooth, so I can see why that just pure pineapple sweetness is appealing to me, and maybe it wouldn't to a lot of people. So I'm gonna lead us. I'm gonna lead us in a chorus of this. I'm gonna start us off. Right, you ready?
3: Needs more. booze brilliant! I don't know why that I wanted to boo more the drink or that.
0: Uh, okay, so lads, I've asked you what your kind of first um, journey into the world of craft beer was before. What was your first ever drink? So, Kinger, I'll kick us off. The first ever beer or alcoholic
2: drink I had was Galahad, which is, at the time, I don't know if they still make it, was, I think, an aldi own brand of, of lager. Ah.
0: Uh absolute puke
2: and this is it's still there yeah for all of our listeners this is what we'll put it into context for you as a as a person of a certain age drinking in a place that wasn't a pub drinking galahad i had a couple of cans of this then i had a can of dutch gold and thought oh "Oh, hey this dutch gold stuff this is gorgeous (laughs) i need to get me some dutch gold Which which led to me the next night I was out specifically trying to get Dutch gold, that was a disaster for night number two. But Galahad Aldi own brand beer for me.
1: My first beverage would probably have been uh, either Bulmers or Budweiser, I reckon. Um,
0: oh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah,
1: there's a reason I moved. Excuse- I I've moved excuse off. Excuse me. It. I've moved off, Kinger. We've moved on. Build a bridge. over it
0: (laughs) yeah the devastation that was I felt after me picking ciders as a style of drink that I would stick with for the rest of my life and you have the audacity to tell me that your first drink was Bulmers
1: yeah and there's a reason I didn't pick them as my style to drink for life and there's a reason I haven't drank it in quite a while (laughs) I don't think this changes my valid valid opinion of what you said
2: (laughs) Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> you have to try something to know you don't like it, Kinger. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: No, no, I, I don't dislike ciders. It's just not something you could stick off for life, I reckon. But uh, yeah, I, it would have been probably Bulmers or Budweiser. And uh, more than likely, at one stage near the beginning, that led to many, many snake bites, which are terrible ideas. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Your, your your use of tonality for the word terrible couldn't have been better there to be fair
2: <laughs> I'm interested to hear Walsh's answer to this because for any of our listeners from the first few episodes or any episode previously you'll know that he hasn't ever had a Smithix. he had one Guinness in his life I think ever he's a man who eschews the natural path of an Irish drinker
3: so what sort of weird this thing could be
0: a big answer. is he going to have could be a big answer yeah.
3: okay my very first drink was a vodka.
1: Boo. Boo. Boo.
3: And uh, I hope my mother doesn't listen to this because that's taking the vodka out of the press that belongs to her and doing the clever <laughs> thing of trying to fill it with water.
0: Fill it with water.
3: <laughs> She's like, I didn't drink it. There's loads in the bottle. No, no
2: what i particularly love about this is he said vodka which you know you could have vodka at any age but then he proceeded to incriminate himself by explaining how he stole it from his mother well done walshy
0: not not necessarily well okay you know he didn't actually he didn't really incriminate himself but we'll just leave that to the imagination he said i (laughs) I hope my mother isn't listening."
1: And then proceeded to tell us that he replaced the vodka with water. I mean, if that's not incriminating yourself, I don't know what is. That's like saying, that's like saying, I hope the cops aren't listening. Because what I did was, I took one knife and put the other knife back in its place.
0: Um, My first drink, and I feel a bit arsy with this, my first drink was actually wine. I know.
3: And I got stick for
0: vodka. Yeah, but, you know, there's, you know. Vodka vodka's vodka, vodka's just harsh whereas wine is a bit you know, it's a bit You can understand getting wine at a wedding or something like that.
2: You know, your old older relation gives you a glass of wine or whatever, your parents let you have some.
0: It's weird though, like I wouldn't be the biggest fan of wine now. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't go out and like have a glass of wine. Pe- like people sit at home and have a glass of wine at the evenings. I, I it's it's never appealed to me really. I kind
2: of drink a bit of wine, I don't mind it, but yeah, I, I went through a phase where I was like, "Oh, it's great!" So I kind of moved away from beers for maybe three whole weeks. Oh my god! Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> yeah, whoa. for whoa, like three whole, weeks, mm. three whole weeks, Nally. Three whole weeks, Nally. I only had wine and not beer, <laughs> and uh, I just think, yeah, definitely at this point in life. Anyway, it's it's more of an older person's drink. I think maybe not to not to disparage any wine drinkers out there, but for me, I feel like beer is where I'm at right now, and Maybe in the future. I'll be one of those glass of wine at night kind of people. But I can't really see it right now, you know? Is there is there a craft wine industry?
1: Well, I suppose, like, I suppose most of the wines tend to be mm. almost craft wine. Anything that's not one of the mass-produced, like, a lot of them in their own
2: vineyards and stuff would be
1: essentially craft craft wine. Yeah, fair.
2: I was in San Francisco, Kinger, and in a place called Alcatraz, you might not have heard of it, they talked about some very entrepreneurial brewers who would brew their own wine in toilets. So there is a toilet wine brewery kind of craft circle out there. Maybe you'd be
0: interested in. That's going to be an acquired taste, isn't it? <laughs> and that brings us to the end of the non-alcoholic episode of the Crafty Crew podcast. I think pleasantly surprised yeah. overall. Yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, definitely for
0: one of them. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Uh, as always if you have any questions comments requests uh, anything at all mark where can people find us everyone can
2: find us on facebook at crafty crew podcast untap at crafty crew podcast and you can email us directly at gmail at crafty crew podcast at gmail.com also we're on every good streaming site so spotify youtube anchor soundcloud wherever you listen to podcasts we are there
0: Brilliant, next week it's Double IPAs and we've gone for Galway Bay Breweries of Foam and Fury and um, Firestone Walker Brewing Company's Double Jack, Double IPA. And look, seeing as I messed up the intro and didn't have the lads introduce themselves, I'm going to say it's a goodbye from Nally. Good luck. Goodbye from Mark. Goodbye. Goodbye from Walchie. Bye now. And a goodbye from me. See you next week.